Hey everyone, Mundo here. If you would like to support the show, please head to patreon.com slash crimeandcourtusa. Yo, what's up everyone? Welcome to episode 32 of Crime and Court USA. I'm recording this on December 22nd, 2021. I'm your host, Mundo Carrillo. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing fine. Actually, I was just house-sitting for my parents for the last few days, so finally back in my place now. Finally back in the recording studio, as it were. They, uh, they actually have a sick little dog. Oh, the little Shih Tzu Lola. She has lung cancer. She's, she doesn't eat anymore. She's just a little skeleton, little skin and bone. So yeah, man. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Pretty, pretty sad. So I was just kind of looking after her the last few days. Yeah, it's just apparently any day now with her. She doesn't really eat much and stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. Ashes to ashes, I suppose. But she was a good little dog. She is a good little dog. She's still around. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So I was actually hoping for some verdicts today. The episode is kind of hinging on them. In fact, we had some big trials that we've been covering on this show for a while now. That's the trial of Kim Potter, Glenn Maxwell, and Elizabeth Holmes. The trials, I just say, those are all separate trials. And they all just happened to go to the juries on Monday. And it's now Wednesday evening, and none of them have come to a verdict, so uh, I don't have anything terribly new to report today. I'll give you some background on those cases, just in case you guys forgot. Then I will wish you a Merry Christmas, because, yeah, I uh, definitely want to check in with you guys and, you know, give you one last episode before the holidays. Anyways, let's go to the Kim Potter trial first. Yeah, like I said, all, all these trials, the jury started deliberating on Monday. And there's still nothing here. So in this one, the jury started deliberating Monday afternoon. They have been deliberating for over 20 hours as of Wednesday. And it looks like they're going to go and keep at it. Uh, Thursday, they are sequestered. They are staying in a hotel. So they can't go home to their families for the holidays until they come to a verdict. So tomorrow is the 23rd. So yeah, they're going to imagine. I imagine they'll spend that day deliberating i don't know what's gonna go what's gonna happen on friday on christmas eve i don't know if the courts are gonna be open if if the jury will be able to deliberate christmas day obviously that's a saturday and no that's also christmas day so they won't be deliberating i don't know how long they'll take i will say and i will say for all these cases that the longer that the jury takes to deliberate the more likely it is that they'll end in a mistrial that they just won't come to a consensus on a verdict and if that's the case, the prosecutors can and usually do retry the case. You can retry on a mistrial if they get acquitted. If the jury comes to a consensus that no person did not commit this crime, then no, that's that's that. But in a mistrial, the trial uh, can proceed once again. So Miss Potter is 49. She is white and she is a former Brooklyn Center, Minnesota police officer. Back in April, 20 year old Dante Wright, who is black, was pulled over in Brooklyn Center. He uh, had expired tags, but there was also something about the air freshener dangling in his rearview mirror. Yeah, I'm not sure. There are a couple of reasons why he was pulled over, I guess. But either way, after he was pulled over, it was found that he had a warrant 
for his arrest for not showing up to court in a misdemeanor firearm case. And as he was being handcuffed, he did break away from the handcuffs and got back into the driver's seat of his car. Potter, who was there, yelled, taser, taser, taser. This is according to video of the incidents, which I have seen and you could check out as well. It's all over the internet, I'm sure. Potter yelled, taser, 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 and then shot one round from her handgun into Wright's chest, striking his heart. The medical examiner who examined Wright's injuries after his death said that the strike to his heart was not survivable. So Wright drove down a short distance down the road after being shot. He crashed and then he died from his gunshot injuries. Potter then resigned two days after that. And it just so happened that that incident happened at the same time former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was being tried in the murder of George Floyd, who was another who was another unarmed black man. And of course, there were protests the night that Dante Wright was shot. People vandalized the Brooklyn Center Police Station. And uh, yeah, there was some unrest there for a couple of days. Potter's taser training became a key component in the trial. She had her taser on one side of her hip and her handgun on the other side of her hip. And, you know, she's trained to pull a taser out when a taser is appropriate and pull a handgun out when the handgun is appropriate. So that training is something that prosecutors hinged on during the trial. But Potter's attorney said Potter should not be convicted for making a mistake, for making a whoopsie woo, (laughs) and that and that Wright was responsible for his own death by fleeing the police. That He was responsible for the whole situation himself by fleeing from that arrest. Potter did take the stand in her own defense on Friday, December 17th. She said she meant to draw her taser instead of her gun, as was kind of always seemed to be the case. I mean, if you look at the video, I mean, sure, it's believable. Yeah, you drew your taser instead of your gun. And uh, now she's charged with manslaughter in Wright's death. We'll have to wait and see on a verdict on that one. Maybe my next week, hopefully. They'd have to have a verdict by next week. That's just way too long. All right, so Glenn Maxwell. The jury will actually pick up deliberations in that one again on Monday, December 27th. So they stopped for the day on Wednesday, and I guess they're taking Thursday and Friday off. The jurors heard closing arguments for several hours on Monday before getting the case. The trial did start in late November and went a little quicker than expected. It looks like Maxwell is accused of helping financier. I don't know why I always say that word that way, financier. Jeffrey Epstein recruit and groom teenage girls for sexual abuse. Accusers say they trusted Maxwell initially, but then the relationship with Maxwell and Epstein turned sexual, and oftentimes Maxwell and others would take part in the sexual abuse. Maxwell is charged with one count of enticement of a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts, one count of transportation of a minor to engage in illegal sex acts, one count of sex trafficking of a minor, and three counts of conspiracy. She does face up to 70 years in prison. The charges center around four accusers who say Epstein and Maxwell befriended them when they were teenagers and told them they could help them with their educations and their careers. They said Maxwell would fly them, uh, Maxwell and Epstein would fly them out to Epstein's properties in New York, Florida, and New Mexico, which is my home state, and sexually abuse them. The Epstein's sprawling ranch, as they say, is just south of Santa Fe, so not too far from where I am right now. Never been there, obviously, but, you know, it's out there. Anyhow, Epstein was arrested on sex trafficking charges and killed himself in a New York jail in 2019. Notable people were seen parting it up, you know, with Epstein and Maxwell, including Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Britain's Prince Andrew, whatever their last name is. I don't know. I have to look this up. Their last name is Windsor? 
I guess because I'll just refer to as Prince Andrew, Queen Elizabeth, whatever. Like, what's their last name? Do these people have a last name? Apparently it's Windsor. Anyways, this case seems to all come down to the alleged victim's testimony. There is no visible, or I'm sorry, no physical evidence in this case, right? No murder weapon, no, I don't know, DNA evidence, whatever. So it all comes down to the testimony of these now women. So the jury just kind of has that to work with. That's always kind of tough because you just really have to believe that the testimony is strong enough. When there's physical evidence, again, when there's a bloody axe, it's a little easier, I guess. But, uh, you know, you just really have to believe what these women are saying. Maybe that's why it's taking so long. But we'll have to see. They're, they're picking up on Monday, so maybe by next week we'll have a verdict on that one. I'll keep you guys posted as I normally do. All right, the other one, <laughs> the other trial I was keeping an eye on, and we have no verdict in yet as of right now, Wednesday evening. Uh, I'm in mountain time. It's just after 6 o'clock mountain time, so just after 5 o'clock in California where the trial's taking place. So I don't know, maybe maybe they'll come to one later today, but I have a show to record, so uh, I'm just going to record it. And uh, as of right now, no verdict for Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes is, of course, the founder of Theranos. She founded Theranos. When she was 19, as a Stanford University dropout, she is accused of fraud, several counts of fraud, for misleading investors about her company's technology. She promised that her technology could perform hundreds of blood tests from just a few drops of blood, but regulatory and media investigations, including what looked like an absolute blockbuster from the Wall Street Journal that just blew the lid off everything. Yay, journalism. Uh, <laughs> those investigations found that the technology was essentially bogus. They'd get these few drops of blood, right? But their technology to test it didn't work as advertised. And they would have to use traditional blood testing equipment. But since they only collected a few drops of blood, they would have to water down and dilute that blood and then test it. And since that blood was so diluted, the results were often unreliable. Now, Holmes, do you guys remember her? Like her rise? Before her fall, she was on talk shows. She was on magazine covers. At one point, the company was worth $9 billion and had nothing to show for it. Basically, that's kind of hilarious. The company is now worth nothing. Of course, Holmes doesn't have any money. Well, I mean, at least her uh, her $4.5 billion ownership in the company is worth nothing. But Holmes' attorney had argued that her boyfriend, Sonny Balwani, had manipulated Holmes into making the poor decisions that led to the downfall of the company and pretty much put all the blame on him. He was also an executive at the company and he'll be tried on the same charges that she's facing at some point next year. Holmes did take the stand in her defense and essentially said that she believed her technology would work. I always say that it's a little risky to put a defendant up there because they could just get crossed up by the prosecutor and just, uh, well, it could just backfire in their face. But proving a crime is all about intent, right? Well, most of the time, it's about intent. And so the prosecutor's task here is proving that she intended to defraud people. And her going up there saying that she really believed with all her heart that her technology would work well, it casts a little doubt on the prosecution's case that she purposely did it. So maybe that worked in her favor. The fact that they're taking so long to deliberate tells me it kind of worked in her favor. So we'll see how that goes, man. She must have put the charm on the jury, too. She put the charm on her investors. I mean, people invested a hundred million, hundreds of millions of dollars into this company. They're out there. No, Holmes is now 37. So she was probably getting 
you know, these big investments in her 20s, 30s, maybe, you know, when she was 19, maybe she did get a big investment. I mean, she was really, I mean, she had nothing to show for it, right? I mean, usually in a fraud case, you know, it's usually an older person who has like a reputation or whatever defrauding people, but she was, she was young. She was young, promising this crazy, crazy technology. I mean, it's Silicon Valley. I mean, young people have made it filthy rich in that area. And I guess people were hoping that she would be the next one, but that just didn't seem to work out, man. <laughs> that just didn't seem to work out, regardless of whether she really believed in her technology or not. She really got other people to believe in it as well. And uh, a lot of people lost a lot of money because of that. So, oh, this is kind of fun. Uh, apparently Amanda Seyfried from Mean Girls and other classic films is going to play her in a Hulu movie called The Dropout. That's going to premiere on March 3rd. So uh, I might actually check that out. It's it's movies. You got to be a little careful because they're going to be dramatized to, to some extent. But yeah, there's actually a book. I forget who wrote it. It's called Bad Blood, but it's about this whole, this whole case, this whole situation. I want to check it out. That's in my reading list. Anyhow, that's a... Uh, that is three cases, guys, three big trials that we've been keeping an eye on here at Crime and Court USA and no verdicts, no verdicts. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. Maybe uh, maybe I'll catch them next time. That's about it for today. I was thinking oh, maybe I could do some kind of Christmas themed episode, talk about Christmas crime or something. But then I was like, what the hell is Christmas crime anyway? So <laughs> Like, what does that mean? The Grinch? I guess the Grinch is like a Christmas, a Christmas caper. But uh, yeah, so that's about it for today's episode. But I will take some time to uh, just thank you guys. Just thank you guys for listening to the show. And uh, wish you guys a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. To me, the holidays, the holidays, they mean a lot of different stuff to a lot of different people around the world, of course. But to me, I always see them as just an opportunity to thank my family and friends, to show the people that I care about that I appreciate them. You know what I mean? And I appreciate you guys. I want you all to know that. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. People from all over the world listen to this podcast, not just in America. In fact, this podcast has been downloaded in over 33 countries. That's crazy to me. That really is. So people, you know, if you're listening to this, I, I really appreciate it. I do. I do. I do plan on doing a sort of year in review type of episode next week, just kind of looking back at all the the big crime stories from 2021. Well, then we'll move right on in to 2022 right after that. Hopefully 2022 is a lot better than the last two years. 2020 and 2021, man, they've been rough, dude. They've been rough, guys, but we're almost there. Things will get better. Things were rough for me personally this year, but things did get better. So they'll get better for you guys too, okay? Trust me. Trust me, they will. All right, guys. My name's Mundo, and I'm out. Peace.